are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. Happy Wednesday to everybody with Ross O'Hare. I am Mike Luke. We're going to be talking a lot of Arizona basketball. Thanks for making this your first listen. Ross, how you doing, my man? Good, Mike. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, after a great weekend of basketball, I'm feeling really good, too. So how about you? Uh, dude, I'm doing good. I'll tell you what. Well, let's get let's get down to it. Uh, first and foremost, um, Arizona escapes with the win against TCU. This was a game where I think Arizona, um, you look back and there's obviously some areas that you wish you would play better. Obviously, Azulis Tabellis didn't play well. The turnovers continue to be a problem. But, you know, you make no apologies for a win come March, though, Ross. No, absolutely not. I mean, you know, TCU, I think, has really improved in the you know second half of the season. They really kind of found an identity. And I think, obviously, Jamie Dixon does an incredible job every year. I mean, you see what Pitt's become since he left. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're terrible. And so he's a good coach, and he gets his players ready to play. He has a good identity when it comes to defensive uh, philosophy. He always has a good defensive team. And so, honestly, to beat a team like TCU in the tournament – who's beaten the Kansas, who's beaten the Texas Tech, I mean, who's beaten good teams, uh, you know, you never take those for granted. Obviously, I think people expected us maybe to win by a bigger margin, not go to overtime, but I still, again, a win's a win in the tournament. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think with, uh, with Arizona, you kind of look at it and you say, maybe this was the game that you, know, need, you, that you needed to have because TCU, in a weird way, is kind of a nice little tune-up for Illinois right there. I mean, excuse me, Illinois um, – uh, uh, Houston, yeah, yeah, Houston, and that you know they play a physical brand of basketball. They're a little bit undersized, but obviously, Ross, Houston is a totally different animal than the TCU team that Arizona struggled with. Yeah, I mean for sure. When you're talking about Houston, you know both teams are going to be well coached, but Houston just has better athletes. I mean, I think across the board, even though they lost Marcus Sasser earlier in the year and Traymond Mark, I mean two of their top five scores right you know what that's done is really forced houston to instead of rely on guard play for a a majority of their scoring they're actually relying a lot on their front court too so with fabian white and josh carlton those are two guys that they have seen emerge this year that's really helped them um, offensively be efficient but again when you're talking about houston you're talking about a team that really stakes their claim defensively Right. I mean, Kelvin Sampson every year, I think for the last five years, he's had a top 10 ranked defense um, per Ken Palm. And so, I mean, when you think about something like that, you know, going into this game that Houston's going to be ready to go defensively with a good game plan. And I just I'm interested to see what Tommy Lloyd does anticipating that defensive uh, game plan, especially like you said, with the tune up game that they had at TCU. How does that help Tommy Lloyd prepare for Houston coming up? Yeah, that's a great, you know, that's a great point there in that, you know, now let's talk a little bit about the ball handling. Obviously, Kirk Creasa didn't play, uh, you know, didn't shoot well, one of 10 from the field, but right. Tommy Lloyd had him out there playing so much and had him out there in crunch time certainly shows Ross that he mm-hmm. felt very comfortable with just having his floor general back, even though he was a little bit, you know, obviously a little bit hobbled and didn't shoot well. Obviously, the impact of having Lloyd or uh, Creasa back there was uh, immense. Yeah, you can tell how much Lloyd trusts Kerr 
um, in games. I mean, obviously, just coming off that injury, having not played, you know, against Wright State, and to play him 26 minutes in crunch time says a lot about how much he trusts him. And, you know, obviously, he didn't shoot good, but I think that's one of the things that when you have an injury and you take time off and you're, you know, obviously basketball's an entire body type of, like, activity where you have to use – your ankles are just as important as your right. legs and your arms. Like, it's a big deal to have a hurt ankle, and it's going to affect your jump shot primarily when you first start coming back and getting in action. You know, I think him his ability to handle the ball and the pressure that Houston's going to bring – is going to be maybe one of the most, if not the most important things, is can we he get us into our offense so that their defense isn't as dominant, right? If we Once we get the ball moving side to side a few times within our offense with dribble handoffs, you know, penetration, kickouts, uh, pick and rolls, it's a lot easier for us to break down that defense once we get the ball moving. But if they're putting so much pressure on Kerr or Kyer or Terry, whoever's bringing the ball up, it's going to be tough for us to handle Houston's defense if we can't get into our offense. Yeah. Her really is the catalyst for that. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, and that it's going to be much more difficult for Arizona to get into their offense uh, if you've got it, if you don't have that. And, you know, I, I think it's a learning experience, but also with a guy, a guy like a Justin Kyer. The only thing that you yeah. – he's kind of a mixed bag last game and that he had some really nice uh, uh, slashes to the bucket. He also had some turnovers and yeah. he had some uh, costly fouls there that they can't really afford to have this game yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think they've he's got to really step up when Kerr's not on, on the court. But, you know, obviously I think that it's going to be an entire team type of battle. You can't have, like you said, players like Tabellis dropping off and having a soft game. You can't have Kerr missing nine shots. You know, I think that'll be better. Everybody's got to show up for Houston um, come Thursday. Right. One thing that you can't worry about, though, is the uh, is uh, Built Bar not showing up. Built Bar is always going to be there for you. Built Bar makes you strong. It makes you effective at basically whatever you do. And again, it's something that uh, it's something. There's a reason that it's a big deal. Built Bar, check it out. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, uh, with the guest host, Ross O'Hare. All right, Ross, now let's look ahead to Houston. Uh, the metrics yeah. love Houston. A lot of people love Houston. The fact that it's only a one-point game in Vegas shows that Houston is a very, very live dog, if you even want to call him a live dog. What are your initial What are your initial reactions when you look at this squad? Well, um, like we talked about a little bit before, you know they they have a really even scoring. So you know they have five guys who average double figures, and then a sixth who you know like is pretty close. So I mean they're they're even balanced team across the board. It's not like you've got a a team that comes in that's got a main score like Wright State did. You know. Um, or a team where you've just got to focus on one or two guys. The, the problem that Houston presents is that they're balanced, they're athletic, they play good offense, they play good defense, and you've got to be able to get them out of their comfort zone in order to beat them. And I think in their losses this year, that's what's happened. Pe- uh, the teams that have beaten Houston didn't turn the ball over, were physical back at Houston, and obviously were um, able to – handle the ball well, take care of the ball, and and rebound. And obviously when you look at what TCU, TCU did to us with the 20 offensive rebounds, I mean, I, I can't imagine how many times this week Tommy Lloyd is talking about boxing out and getting good rebounds. 
after that game and knowing what Houston does well, I mean, it's got to be, I'm sure, one of the biggest emphasis of this entire week is, guys, listen, we've got to box out and we've got to take care of the ball. I think if we do those two things, we're looking good. But Houston's going to make that hard because of what that's their strength. Oh, no, exactly, because you're playing right into that strength right now. Now it's going to be fascinating to see if Arizona is able to, I guess, withstand that, for lack of a better term, because if Arizona doesn't turn the ball over, Ross, I think you're looking at a team that I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Houston to be able to beat Arizona. As a matter of fact, yeah. I just don't really see that one happening. I, Houston, to me, has to turn Arizona over, and they have to turn them over consistently. Well, yeah, and you got to think about it. Look back across the season. The games, even when we didn't play great and we turned the ball over, there was there was multiple games this year where we scored 80 or even 90 points and had you know, 12, 15, 18 turnovers. And you think about those lost possessions. You know, Arizona is so potent offensively that if we're not turning the ball over, I don't think anybody in the country can beat us. I just don't think there's a single team, Gonzaga included, that if we're not turning the ball over, I, I just think we are too efficient, too, you know, we have too much firepower offensively. And so I agree with you. If Houston does not turn us over, and if they don't have, again, 20 offensive rebounds, I don't see any way that Houston hangs with us. They don't have the offensive firepower to hang with us if we're putting up 85, 90 points and have, you know, 10 turnovers. I mean, if we're if we're right around the 10 mark in turnovers, we, we win this game. And I, I would be bold as to say we win it by double digits because, again, I just don't think that Houston can handle and hang with us. Again, their offense is good but it's not great like ours. And so if their defense is not causing turnovers, I see this as a, at least a double-digit win for Arizona. Yeah, and I also don't see this as being a team that is able to – you can't really rep, you can't really replicate what you're going to be going against with Arizona in practice there, yeah. Ross. Because, again, you can put up the broomsticks, you can put up all that, but it's impossible to be able to replicate exactly what you're going to be seeing out there. And, again, I think that's, that's a big advantage there for the Cats. Yeah, and I think honestly what people aren't talking enough about is also the, f- the flip side of that. I think that um, you know Houston averages 11 turnovers a game themselves, and if we can put pressure on them defensively, because we're, you know, we're not bad defensively, although I think we're starting to slip as the season has gone on, but we're a good defensive team, and if we can cause them to turn the ball over, and also the other thing that has really been known about Houston is they foul a lot. If we can get them to turn the ball over a lot and we're attacking the paint and causing fouls, if we get one or two of their starters in foul trouble, I mean, that that's a recipe for success for Arizona. And I know Tommy Lloyd has talked about that before where fouls and getting the other team in foul troubles is a viable strategy. So if we can also put pressure on them, cause turnovers, cause them to foul, I also don't see any way that they beat us if those things are happening. They 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 go eight deep on their bench, but those three subs are a pretty substantial drop-off to their starters. So I think if that happens, again, that's another recipe for success for Arizona. All right, rockauto.com, here's what you got to do. Uh, this is the time of the year when cars start breaking down. It's getting into the summer. Rockauto.com is the place that's going to have you covered right there. You go in, you go on there. You can basically find any part that you need, any part that you want, and Rock Auto has that one covered. Check it out, rockauto.com. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. 
Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, with guest host Ross O'Hare. All right, now, it's time for predictions right here, Ross. What uh, what are you looking for in this game from the Cats? So, to me, I think what we're looking at with the Cats is the beautiful thing about what Tommy Lloyd's built with the Cats is we actually have a fairly large margin for error when it comes to games. And so, I just think that... Because we have, you know, again, we, we can actually turn the ball over a decent amount of time in a game and still win, right? We can be off shooting threes and still win. Because there's so many ways the Cats can beat you, I think that Houston does have to play a perfect game. Now, they've been playing well recently, so I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. But to me, Houston has to turn us over, has to get uh, – um, you know, get a bunch of offensive rebounds. They have to limit their turnovers and their fouls. And if all of those things fall into place, they'll beat us. But I just don't see that happening. I don't see them having that type of game because I think the TCU game, like you said earlier, prepped this Arizona team for this game. It, I think in a lot of ways it awakened them to the problems that have persisted all year, but to the, problem, the things specifically that can get them beat. And I think they're going to put a huge focus on rebounding, taking care of the ball, and making good shots, not relying on three-pointers, but getting to the basket, putting pressure on the defense, getting fouls drawn. And I think you're going to see a different Arizona team this this weekend against Houston specifically, but even on Saturday against who our opponents. So my prediction is this. I think we win by 8 to 10 points. Um, I think it's going to be about an 80 to 72 game. Cats win. And I think, honestly, the player of the game, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, is that Tabellus wakes up, has a great game, has one of his marquee games where he's in the 20s, 10 rebounds, carrying us in, in pivotal moments. Because if so, we definitely win this game. Ross, what I could, about you? Ross, I couldn't agree with you more. I think this is a game where Arizona just has too much going for it. I think it's going to be a very difficult game for Houston to be able to win just because I think Houston needs to have a lot going for it. Whereas if the Cats – don't play their A game like you, you know, uh, as you pointed out, the Cats still have other ways to win. This, <coughs> excuse me, this feels like about an 8 to a 12 point win for me. I think the Cats match on and I think they're going to be playing Villanova. Yeah, now, so is that a bad thing that we've agreed, right? I mean, we're both on it at 8 to 12 points, yeah. right? That makes me a little nervous here, but who knows? I mean, I, I think that since we're in agreement, you know, I definitely think that that's the way it's going to go. One way or the other, we're going to find out here. And uh, Ross, as always, really appreciate you coming on, my man. We'll have you on again next week. All right. Thanks for having me, man. All right. For Ross O'Hara, Mike Luke, you've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.